Well, hey guys, it's Jonathan again, your content producer over at Stay Forth Designs, and I'm excited to be here. It's Thursday. We're a week outside of Healthy Leader Summit. I know that was all we talked about last week. Um, we're really passionate about it. We love that you were able to attend. Hopefully you were able to attend and that you were nourished, you were recharged, and that you were really equipped to continue taking next steps in this season, next season, and far beyond. Um, but if you weren't able to attend, we know that you know. despite all of our efforts to create a space where you could come and go as you want, we know that schedules are crazy and we know that some of you just couldn't attend. And so we want you to know that if you head over to HealthyLeaderSummit.com, you can click the button up at the top that says Lifetime Pass and you can gain access to all of the content. The talks are timely. All of the leadership practitioners that we brought in, they really care about you. And you can go right now and you can pick up a lifetime pass. Know that 100% of the proceeds are still going to go to Compassion International because we love those guys. We firmly believe in what they do. And their We Rise as One initiative is much needed right now. And 100% of your purchase is going to go to them. We're not keeping a nickel of it. You'll also be able to continue investing in yourself. If you weren't able to come or maybe you could only come and watch one talk, this is going to be a great way for you to continue learning and growing and taking your next step toward health and impact. Maybe you attended, but you know someone that weren't that wasn't able to attend. Well, the Lifetime Pass is a great option to pick up for somebody else. Last but not least, our content today, our conversation today rather, is a very fruitful one. Um, I get to share some of my personal journey towards coaching through the coaching process, kind of how it impacted me, the practicality of it. So if you're someone who's listening and you're on the fence about maybe you need coaching, you're considering group coaching, but you don't really know what it's about, well, our team got together and we have a great roundtable discussion and we kind of distill and unpack what coaching is, what it isn't, how it can help you, and how to understand and discern whether you're in a place where coaching would be a right next step for you. So this is a great one. You get to hear from several voices, not just um, Alan, but you get to hear from Alan and several other of our coaches is my personal story. So we hope you enjoy today's episode of the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. I want to welcome you to a discussion with our team. We're going to talk about coaching. What is it? What is it not? And we realize there's a lot of confusion uh, around coaching. So we're going to clear that up. And uh, I want to introduce you to our amazing team uh, here at Stay Forth Designs. This is part of our team, and we hope to share with you guys some things that we think are really practical. Where Stay Forth lives is that space where spiritual meets practical. And we realize a lot of things we're talking about here at the summit, a lot of the things that we talk about at Stay Forth, you have not been trained for. And so that's really where we come in. And we just have a huge heart for you as a leader. Uh, I'm Alan Briggs, uh, and I founded Stay Forth Designs, and I continue to lead this amazing team. I also serve as a coach. And um, this decentralized team uh, across the country, we serve in so many different ways, and we just want our team to kind of introduce themselves to you. I'm Jonathan, um, Jonathan Collier. I am the creative producer here at Stay Fort Designs. I'm, I am part of the remote end. I live halfway across the country, and I live largely behind the scenes, do all of our content and marketing um, adventures, and make sure that the message that we believe in is connecting with all of your eyes, ears, and hearts. I'm Eric Sanford. I am the director of operations with Stay Forth. I'm also a coach on the Stay Forth team, and I'm a church planter, um, just a, about an hour north of where Alan lives, and it's great to be part of the team. Yeah, and I'm Karen Harper, and I get to work on staff full-time at a church here locally in Colorado Springs, and then love getting to coach on the side, individual and group coaching with Stay Forth Designs. Well, story is really powerful, and when it comes to coaching, there's really nothing better than us hearing about the story of impact 
when somebody is individually impacted, their team's impacted. We believe when the leader's impacted, it cascades to their family, to their friendships. Um, every part of life at some point can be affected when we get healthy. And so but just to start out, Jonathan uh, will share a little bit of his story through coaching. And that's actually how we met. And now several years later, he lands on the team at Stay Forth with his passion for coaching. So Jonathan, can you share a bit about how your coaching journey has impacted you and even brought you onto our team? Yeah, it was, um, it was the one thing, and I tell everybody, it was the one thing that I needed most that I didn't even realize I needed. It was a, a big deficit in my life and leadership, both with, you know, relationally and within ministry. And um, I was in this really disorienting space and didn't realize it. I was doing all of the things. Um, I felt like there were all of these expectations I had to live and lead into and ladders to climb and rungs to climb and places to go and doing all of the things and trying to, you know, get it all done was putting me into a place where I didn't realize it, but I was waist deep in burnout and didn't realize it. I was overwhelmed and didn't realize realize it. I was tired and didn't realize it. And like you said, it was it all happened by happen chance. Um, we just happened to meet from a podcast, and one conversation led to a thirty minute phone call, which led to coaching. And I I have said since then it was the single one thing other than other than my my salvation that like changed my life. It changed the trajectory of where I was going. Um, I realized I was able to live into what I was called to do. You know, ministry became uh, refreshed and more fun and my passion for people and my passion for technology and bridging those gaps to say, okay, this is what God created me to do. This is what I was uniquely designed to do, to do this thing. And it was through coaching that brought me there. Without coaching, I don't know where I'd be right now. Hmm. It's so good because there is so much that coaching can do to help you. Uh, help you go forward and push into. Uh, but there's also this idea of figuring out what's the difference between coaching and counseling, how those two vary. And sometimes as we coach people, as we talk through some of the issues that they're facing, they don't need a coach. They need a counselor. Mm -hmm. uh, there are times where either you've dug a really deep pit or someone else dug it for mm -hmm. you yeah. and threw you in it that you need someone to come back and look at what happened and kind of go through the trauma that you went through in that moment and help provide a ladder to climb out of that. And that's really where counseling comes in. Coaching would be much more, we're going on a hike and we're going to top that mountain together and let's look forward how we can accomplish the things that you set before. And so we, we as a team understand that there is um, good in coaching and there's good in counseling and we value both of those. But yeah. sometimes as a coach, we have to say, that's something that I can't help you with. Um, as a coach, but there is an option. You can go through counseling. Mm -hmm. So we see both of those and we want to help you summit that mountain that's ahead of you and be able to put some strategy in your life that brings about health so that that mountain is easier to climb. That was a good point. And that's the lens that I approached it through, you know, Alan coached me and it was never, it was never, I'm going to do this for you. It was, this is where you want to go. I'm going to equip you with the tools and I'm going to help you get there. But you're only going to go as far as you want to go. So you've got to be hungry. I didn't realize how hungry I was, but it was never someone saying, hey, I'm going to do this for you. I had a desire and a, a passion to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, hey, use these tools to help reduce overwhelm, increase clarity, mm -hmm. and to implement healthy rhythms to where you can take your next step and your next one and your next one to get to the mountain that you're trying to climb. Yeah, and we highly believe in counseling. So please yeah. Yeah. hear that. 
is we highly believe in counseling. And like Eric said, maybe you do feel like you're stuck in a pit. There's something in the past that you've done or was done to you. And you know, that's not the end of your story, but you say on my own, I feel stuck right here. And so I, I see a counselor and I'm super grateful uh, for that. And there are things that go, maybe I didn't process that in the past, or this change happened so quickly. We absolutely believe in counseling, but if you want to make forward progress, we believe that's coaching territory. Mm -hmm. And we say, here's the mountain that I want to climb, right? You'll see the mountain on all of our stuff. And it's that first mountain of health. And then you're ready for impact and you're ready to, you know, kind of wade through identity first. And that was a lot of what came out of our coaching sessions was saying, who am I uniquely designed Mm -hmm. to be? And therefore, what am I uniquely designed to do? So that is one of the most fun things for me is watching people say, there's where I want to go. And we say, we're mountain guides for the leadership journey. We don't carry you up the mountain. We're not just your Sherpas. We're not just carrying your gear. Let's go together. But you're going to determine the path and we're going to go alongside. And that was the one thing that flipped me on my head was that I was guilty of it. And I think the vast majority of people are guilty of it too. They chase impact and notoriety and, you know, not necessarily a platform, but to be known in a space mm-hmm. and forgetting the health component of it. Right. And what you, what I was taught through coaching was you got to get healthy if you want any sort of impact. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to crash and burn. It's not sustainable. And so that was the one thing that flipped me on my head really early. And then we were able to shake everything out and kind of put the pieces back together where they should have been. Mm. And there's a variety of ways that we get to that health um, to lead people towards impact. And one of those ways is through group coaching. Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna give Karen just an opportunity to talk a little bit about her experience in walking through several different groups in group cohorts about what what leading people into the healthy space looked like in a group. Yeah, absolutely. I do think there's something super fun about the group cohorts, just in the sense that it's like, okay, no matter what kind of arena they're leading in, it may be family, it may be business, it may be ministry. There's so much like commonality of like, oh my gosh, seriously, like you're going through the same thing. So I think there's like Mm -hmm. that cool opportunity as a community to go, Oh yeah, it may look different, but we all need to pursue health. Otherwise, the impact's yeah. not going to happen. You're not alone. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It normalizes it of yeah. like, oh man, we're all walking through this together. So yeah. I think I think that's the fun thing for me about the group coaching is just that idea that okay, we're all walking through it together, even though each path looks different. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, how do we apply these super practical tools? toward health so that we can all in our various, you know, realms of influence have greater, greater impact. And so I think, I think another thing that's great about group coaching is just the price point. You know, it's like some people might be like, yeah, I'd love to get individual Mm -hmm. coaching. And there may be some very specific things I want to work on, but at least in the group coaching atmosphere, it's like, Mm -hmm. I can get the tools that I want to move forward and some of that personalized coaching within. Yeah. Less investment, even in time of six straight weeks, you can make serious progress and oh yeah, you can make serious friends in the process too, right? That you can connect afterwards. I love watching that happen where people either get together in person, if they're close geographically track along with each other's life, leadership, ministry. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you're really good at, Karen. You bring groups together Mm -hmm. and 
it's kind of a mystery many times. How does that happen even online? Right. But we're watching that happen over Zoom, and many people ask, like, hey, do you do in-person cohorts? Well, we can do that on site for your team, sure. but most of it is happening on Zoom together, and then you can continue on the relationship later. It's fun to watch. And, I mean, it is kind of – I think it's been kind of crazy to see the amount of connection that can mm -hmm. happen, mm -hmm. you know, with a group of people. And, and I think it is fun, the whole, like, the momentum that can be gained in six weeks because it truly is that thing of what's your next right step? What are you doing for next week? And then it is that thing mm -hmm. of like getting to celebrate together of, oh man, okay, this week I actually did take a Sabbath and here's what happened as a result of it. And it was yep. so fun to see people cheer each other mm -hmm. on in the victories, you know, and then to get to mm -hmm. see the shift even in six weeks of people going, oh my word, I like got my life back. Like I could, mm -hmm. I'm actually in touch with my mm -hmm. heart and my soul yeah. and I'm starting to remember why I got into it, whether it was ministry mm -hmm. or business or whatever. And mm -hmm. so, so it's been exciting to see kind of that connection so and good. even people moving toward health and greater impact, you know? Well, you're putting awesome. people in a team scenario and showing them the value of a healthy team. Yeah. Like people are, granted, they're getting coaching together, right. but they're seeing the value of collective genius live out. And mm -hmm. so... There's a team aspect of it, you know, having watched the interactions of some of the mm -hmm. previous group cohorts, sure. people are getting to experience that together and what, you know, what it looks like to have a healthy team to lean on one another. And sure. Well, and, and how much, if, if we're trying to get healthy and other people are as well, mm -hmm. that flywheel begins to spin mm -hmm. because the momentum of, wait a minute, you want this as well. I felt like I was alone. Am I the only person that right. feels unhealthy? <laughs> Am I the only person that feels like the roots, I need to water these bad boys? And especially during this last year of like, am I the only person? And we as coaches know, of course not. Right. Everybody's struggling through the same stuff, but the, the lie is you're alone, mm -hmm. you're a freak, you're the only person that's wrestling with health in 2020, which is a <laughs> joke. Like we're just trying to keep it right. together here. And you right. get together and you're like, oh, okay. It's a me too environment that says, yes, I'm wrestling. Yes, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And it, like you said, it normalizes. Yeah. Um, and, and then like you're saying, Jonathan, we take that back to our teams and realize, we actually haven't submitted ourselves to teams as well as we can. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, I love our team. I don't want to lead alone. Right. And so how do we then submit ourselves to our team? I, I do think it's an easier jump when you've had a cohort, you say, wait a minute, I could actually replicate this for mm -hmm. my team. Yes. We want you to rip off a lot of what we do. Exactly. Hear that said. And that and take safe it back to yeah. environment yeah. to go, here is where I'm struggling. Here's where I'm celebrating. But to be able to go, that's okay. Sure. We're all in this together. The tools transfer, too. The right. questions transfer. Exactly. The posture transfers. So absolutely, we hope that that's modeled in that space mm -hmm. and taken back. If you're a point leader, how do you create that in your team? Your team is longing for you to show your heart, mm -hmm. longing for you to share your weaknesses. Authenticity, value has just gone way up right now. And many times it hasn't been modeled to us. Mm -hmm. So we want to model it here in these safe, and these safe places. We were created for relationship, and part of relationship is being in, in, you know, in a team aspect with other people. We weren't created to be alone. And so... There's this lie, like you said, if you're lonely, you're going to, to lead is to lead by yourself. And mm -hmm. you see that playing out now. And that's why people are overwhelmed and why leaders are tired. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not alone. And there are other people that can, that can do things that you're trying to overburden yourself with oftentimes better than you. And sometimes good stewardship looks like releasing that to other people. And you'll learn that through coaching. Mm. Very true. The groups are so valuable they offer so many benefits, but there are also benefits of doing individual coaching. Mm -hmm. And so, Alan, tell us a little bit about how group and individual they vary mm -hmm. and some of the benefits for leaning into individual coaching. Sure. As you can imagine, I mean, group coaching starts with a process that we're going to walk through. 
Whereas individual doesn't start with a process. So even if it's 10 tools and 10 sessions, we're going to read and run. So we say we're partnering with the Holy Spirit. We have one ear on what you're saying, one ear on what the Spirit may be saying. And I've had a good plan for coaching sessions many times and then gone, well, if something big happened in your life, of course we're going to lead down there. So it's like those choose your own adventure books (laughs) that we read as kids, which I miss. I love those things. But it's like, well, if this is going on in Karen's life, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, that tragic thing happened to you. Sorry, here's my plan Mm -hmm. for what's going to happen. And so, of course, we're heading in more of a process direction with group coaching. Individually, it's a read and run. It's Mm -hmm. discerning. And so that's what we're committed to in individual coaching. We also, we do 90 minutes. So that's something fairly disorienting where we take a break halfway through and we're not getting to the good stuff and saying, oh, sorry, see you next time. Like we run to the next meeting. There's time to let it breathe. So Mm -hmm. usually... We're looking back for about half of that and saying, what have you experienced since the last time? Is there anything we can celebrate? We've got some questions we'll share at the very end that can be helpful for you as a team. But we're saying, what can we celebrate? Mm-hmm. Maybe we're holding them accountable to something. You, you asked me to ask you about this. How was this conversation? And that can be about anything in life and leadership. If somebody wants to talk about their friendships, they want to talk about their marriage, they want to talk about their leadership, their failings, their joys. What we say is it's hard to find a place to celebrate and struggle at the same time. And I think for a lot of leaders, it's harder to celebrate, to say Mm -hmm. everybody's struggling, but I feel like I'm doing great right now. You can say that in coaching. We're going to celebrate that with you. And that's actually what we do first. So we look back and then we look ahead. What's coming up? We have coming up in the next couple weeks, the next month. How can we prepare together? And I've, uh, you know, countless times people have said, oh man, what would have taken me four hours, six hours, eight hours, or a few weeks to prepare, we've just done and done the work. We have this next process, um, meeting, uh, strategy figured out ahead of time because we pulled out those discerning questions. So we lead through questions. And we don't put in, training's about putting in, coaching's about pulling out. Mm-hmm. Eric, what's your next right step? I'm not telling him, but then I'm going to write that down. I'm going to take those notes and I'm going to say, I'm praying for you in that. I may text him randomly and say, hey man, you had that meeting. How did it go? And that's what we're committed to. And, and I don't think you find that anywhere other than coaching. And I realize that's different from counseling. That's different from group coaching. And it's a little bit disorienting. It can feel hedonistic to a leader. We're going to work on your leadership today, Eric. Mm-hmm. Not how you pour out, but actually who God has uniquely designed you to be. And sometimes it's hard to receive that because you go, man, like we're focusing on me, but we know that by focusing on Eric, Jonathan, Karen, that's going to cascade out to everybody in their lives. And Craig Rochelle says it: when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, when the leader disintegrates, everybody around them is disintegrating, looking for, for vision or value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was the probably one of the most profound things that I learned was the importance of acknowledging that you've got to care for yourself and care for your own growth and where you are and understand how you function um, because you'll very quickly find yourself operating a deficit, which is what most leaders feel like they have to do. Like I have to be giving to all of the caring for all the people and doing all the things. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, constantly pour out. You're not an energizer bunny. Like and you it, cannot keep going and going and going and going and going. And I said to you in coaching, I say to people <laughs> in coaching, how are you taking care of yourself? Yeah. And not like, well, fairly well, like give me ways you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So Sabbath, God gave you this gift. Are you unwrapping it this week? What have you done that's fun recently? Yeah. Where's the joy in life? Cause this is an intense season to lead. We're not pretending everything's mm-hmm. fine. 
we are all in the trenches of leadership. Like it is, it is hard. So we start as practitioners. I think that's what's unique about us. We don't come high and mighty and we suck. I'm fighting for this myself. Like I got four kids and there's more needs than I can take care of. Right. When I find myself on a stream, do I wrestle with a little bit of dad guilt? You better believe it, you know, but then how do I nourish, replenish, let God pour back into me Mm -hmm. so that I can be the dad, the husband, the friend, the leader that God has uniquely designed me to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that unique design phrase is central to everything we're talking about, whether it's group, we are going to talk through that, but whether it's individually, we want to actually end our 10 sessions with a unique design statement. It says, I'm Eric, I'm Jonathan, I'm Karen, I'm uniquely designed to blank. Man, is that freeing because once we have that, we can put up strategies. Mm -hmm. We can actually put up boundaries and say, this doesn't work at all toward what I'm uniquely designed to do or my leadership space. And unfortunately, we're going to have to prune that. We're going to have to do some elimination in that. But through that, just ultimately, we say we're not in the leadership business. We're in the freedom business. Mm -hmm. So we feel like this is a practical step toward freedom. We call these incremental miracles, right? 90 minutes at a time, we're watching these happen. So um, yeah, it it is one of our greatest privileges as coaches Mm -hmm. to be able to partner individually. And we know these people really well, right? Right, In coaching. They've shared things with us they haven't shared with other people. Exactly. And I think um, I I enjoy the fact that like, unlike counseling, where a counselor may not be able to be in their life as much, just even because of regulations, you know, it's like as a coach, there isn't that like really clear line of, okay, I can only talk to you during these 90 minutes. And if I see you in town, you know, like we're not going to acknowledge each other. You know, it's that thing of we get to walk with these folks and really celebrate and help, you know. And and prayer. We ask all of our coaches to that morning pray for the people that they're coaching later because there are times I've got to give me a question. I don't even fully know the impact of that question, but they may tear up and say, that's exactly what I've been thinking about for the last few days. So we don't treat it lightly. We're not formulaic about it. We're literally going, all right, how do we partner with the Holy Spirit in your life Mm -hmm. right now, in your leadership right now? If it's murky for you, of course it's not going to be clear for your team. That's the reality. So we're always talking about when clarity goes up, overwhelm goes down. Clarity up, overwhelm down. Like people are hopefully tired of that by the time they get through coaching. How can I clarify something so that my overwhelm can go down? Breathe a little bit. And it's pretty amazing as the sessions begin to kind of compile on on each other that there's this moment where you can look back and go, ah, we're over that next hill mm-hmm. as we go towards the summit. So my son and I have done a lot of back. Con- backcountry hiking. And there's a lot of times where we're like, we've got to go up this 500 foot incline over the next mile, but then it's downhill for a little mm. bit. And we can celebrate that even just mm. session to session right. and hear the the weight come off. Mm-hmm. Um, as you step into yeah. session four, session five, it's like uh, um, an amazing moment or even in the middle of a session where you've, you've pushed in for 45 minutes to an hour and take a, a break for just a few moments, come back. And there's been some processing. There's been some mm-hmm. decompression that has happened. And now I'm ready to run for the next 30 minutes. And like you say, build off of the mm-hmm. compound interest from the last session. Mm-hmm. It's not twice as hard to do the thing again. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, I got it. And so we're building in some repetition to go by the end of it. You go, oh, this is easy. I could do a check-in with my team. Again, I could steal these questions, repurpose them for my team. And suddenly you have check-ins figured out as well. So that's part of it is actually you begin to, you may not ever be a coach, capital C coach, 
but you may become more coach-like mm-hmm. through learning from coaches as well. That that's actually our hope. Absolutely, and learning the value of powerful questions and how that like helping people discover for themselves. Mm. I think it's so easy. Even even as Christians, like we so want to help one another. So we so easily <laughs> go into the, you know, you know exactly what you should do, Jonathan, when it's like, it's, how would I know exactly what Jonathan should do? Like, I don't receive that. It's the savior complex. <laughs> yeah. It's right. the savior complex. As you know, Christian leaders, whether you're in bivocational, co-vocational ministry, or you're a Christian business leader, we innately are, you know, mm. drawn to want to help people. And right. oftentimes that comes with like the savior complex where you just want to run in and go like, hey, you need to do this and fix it. And really and honestly, should be like, here's the question. I want to, in my flesh, I want to <laughs> fix people Oh, because 100%. if I'm anxious inside, yeah, I want to fix you for my sake. And so we are committed to not doing that within coaching. Say God's doing something. Right. We get to come along for a while. Yeah. We get to encourage. We get to pray. We get to pull out with questions. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have some tools, ideally tools for us, are saying we don't want to build spiritual dependency right. on us. Right. When coaching is done, someday you'll finish coaching with our process. Maybe you do another 10 sessions. Still, at the end of that, we don't want you to have right. dependency. Right. I need a hit of caring if I'm going to grow. No, right. you need to lean in to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You need to listen to the Spirit. You need to realize how God mm-hmm. has given you an identity, and then you can push forward. So we're really careful about not creating a, a dependency, but actually right. development. How do we develop you? Because I don't know that there's any other place to go on a lot of these issues than a coach. Because your team needs something or thinks they need something from you. You can't go home and dump it on your family or friends all the time. And so to say this is a safe place where you don't have to apologize. You can dump on us if you've had a hard day. You can also say, I'm doing great. Let's keep climbing this mountain. I got some momentum. Let's go. And often we find ourselves pushing forward and getting four hours worth done in 90 minutes, which is, I think, just a miracle and God sort of winking at us. Right. So what would you guys say is your favorite part of coaching? I'm going to toss it to Jonathan first. <laughs> but uh, what, what would you say is your favorite part of coaching? So for me, I'm unique. Obviously, I don't coach in the same space that you guys do. I do like marketing and identity coaching with you know Christian leaders and business owners. But I would say the same is true in that what I love and what I really live for is to see the reaction from people when they get the aha moment, when whether I'm showing them a principle or, you know, uncovering some sort of lie or leading them to a breakthrough and they're just like, oh my gosh, I can do that. Or wow, you know, just those big powerful moments, that's what Mm. gets it for me and why I want to keep going. Mm. Just leading people to those places where it's like, we got here. That's one step in the bridge. Now let's keep going. Mm. Eric, what would you say, man? In backpacking, there's this exercise where you do what's called a shakedown. (laughs) You know, you take your pack from all the stuff that you have carried with you on a first overnight or a second overnight, and you go through it and say, I didn't use this. I don't need to carry it with me again. Mm-hmm. That is what I love in coaching. Mm-hmm. When, when, whether it's in the middle of a session or it's coming into the new session, someone saying, you know, I was carrying this mm-hmm. and all it was doing is weighing me down. Mm-hmm. And so if I want to go further, if I want to go mm-hmm. better, this needs to stay right here. Mm-hmm. And some of the healthiest things that we need to do as as leaders is that defining who we are mm-hmm. so that we can say, no, that doesn't fall in my lane. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to pick that up. I don't need to carry that with me. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's that moment where someone has either intentionally gone through kind of a shakedown or um, they have 
accidentally said, no, this is just weighing me down. Mm. It's pounds or ounces that I don't need to carry with me forward. Mm. How about you, Karen? What would you say? Yeah, I think similar to what you said, it's that idea of getting, Mm. getting to help people live the life they were truly designed to live and practically live that out and intentionally, Mm. you know? And so same thing where it's like, okay, this doesn't fit who God's designed me to be. So the freedom of going, no, that that's Mm. gotta be for someone else. I'm not sure even who that's going to be, but that's not what God's called Mm. me to do. And so just the like, The deep breath that people experience mm. when it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't think God is calling me to do that. Though I've though I've felt the expectation, either from others or from yeah. you know themselves, to go, mm. yeah, I get to leave that behind and walk with with greater freedom, mm. you know, and intentionality. Yeah. So what's interesting for me, it's ironic, but it's actually when that person's impacted enough that they take that tool or that question to somebody else. Yeah. So in our coaching, it was I'm sitting down with my wife, and Jenna and I are having conversations. And this is starting to impact her. When somebody says, I've actually taken this to my team and I'm using these four questions with my team and it's so helpful. And then we follow it up with this fifth question, what are my next steps? Like, man, they are seeing victory. So it's actually when it kind of leads through the leader, when they say, you know what? I actually took a Sabbath. I unwrapped that gift and I was present with my kids. It felt so good to be off of my phone. I was able to give that gift to my family. I'm like, yes, like that is winning because it's cascading. Um, And then maybe there's even that last moment where it's like I've been doing it long enough now that it becomes a habit. And that's the beauty of coaching is often we're doing 10 sessions over 20 weeks or 25 weeks. And they've seen enough victories to go, I don't want to go back. I don't want to be that anxious leader. And my team really doesn't want me to be that anxious leader. Like, I don't want to go back. And you get to see that freedom and you just go, yes, this is an investment in their future. And every investment is based on delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. And to watch two, three, four, eight sessions in, other people being nourished, I just, man, like, that's a miracle. Like, that is ministry. It doesn't get any better than that as a coach for me. Materials. One of the things that we do to kind of design and, and, and be intentional in our sessions is use four questions. We use them over and over again. Uh, they should be almost ingrained in you uh, that you would use them with your team or with your kids or with your wife. Yeah. Um, not to manipulate them, but to help guide them mm-hmm. along and, and encourage them in the journey. And so those four questions are where are you thriving? Um, and we need to do better at celebrating. The church is pretty lousy. At oh, and leaders so are many awful ways. at celebrating. And, right, and, right. right. And leaders are even worse than the church <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah. um, in celebrating. And so we need to celebrate what's the good that's going on. And, mm. and maybe you're the, the realist or the, um, the person who is uh, always looking at the glass half empty, mm-hmm. but you do need to celebrate. Yeah. Yep. Even, Even the little that. victories, yeah. you know, well, along the way. What's Team cool with that is so often right now, so many people right now are looking for the next win. Mm-hmm. And if you would just write that question down, where am I thriving? Right. And write down some of the most, what seem minuscule or, you know, non-glorious mm-hmm. things that you're just, yep. you're, you're thriving in right now. And that's a strong mm-hmm. word. Yeah. I mean, thriving is not, right. where did you kind of experience yeah. something? It's like, if you cannot celebrate, I don't believe we can truly take on vision or strategize yeah. because we're always going to be driving, trying to earn. Mm-hmm. And, and so we start there intentionally. And the call to Israel is always remember. Remember what I've done for you. So that starts us with gratitude. And this, all the studies are out that say gratitude is actually good for our brains, our mm-hmm. hearts, our souls. And so we start with that space. Mm-hmm. 
Remember what I've done for you. Yeah. Remember in the last two weeks, God's been on the move. It's not all bad. That's fatigue talking. That's discouragement talking. There's always something to celebrate. And every Thursday, by the way, these questions are in our right side of journal. So we can say, hey, if that's a companion guy, go back to Thursday and say, what um, area are you thriving? There's always something to celebrate. Absolutely. And the second one is where you're struggling. Everybody in the world, everyone on the planet, is struggling in some capacity, whether that's physically or mentally or emotionally or spiritually. And we just need to be honest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the best way for us to push through that is to just say it. Yes, to speak it out loud and say, this is where I'm struggling. Because it's not a weakness to say I'm struggling here. It takes great strength no. to be able to say, hey, this is where I am not okay right now. It's free. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, even really if is. you can clarify where you're struggling, then it loses a lot of its power to put it on there and go, oh, okay. Well, if I'm struggling physically right now and I have a bum knee, that makes sense. How can I work around this? If I'm struggling in my sleep, I go, huh, well, maybe my phone is interrupting my patterns mm-hmm. and that's fixable. Often there's little tweaks Look. with the struggle or maybe it's a massive thing. Mm-hmm. And then we say, I'm just on my knees. So really our response we say to the struggle is to get on our knees. It's invitation. Yeah. It's inviting God in. Maybe I've just been trying to muscle this on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm a weakling, God. I need you. And so that's even an invitation back there into spiritual formation. As leaders, we need to understand that we don't have all the answers. And so the next one is what's what's confusing, right? <laughs> Almost everything. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Just about everything. Huh. Right. Yeah. Right. When 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 do we go back to quote unquote normal? Is there ever going to be quote unquote normal again? Is yeah. there a new normal that we have to learn to adjust to? Mm. Um, you know, to claim the idea as well of what's confusing. Instead of being stuck in, I'm in the fog, uh, it, it, it lets you declare, okay, I see the path below me, yeah. and it runs forward and backward, and I can just say, I, I don't know which direction mm-hmm. I need to go right now, yep. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, to claim that what is, what's confusing um, for us. And then the, the fourth question kind of is somewhat similar to me in, in the what's missing, um, because most of the time I feel like I'm... These things that are in the fog also help lead to, uh, well, the reason that I don't know is because Mm -hmm. this relationship isn't there or this idea isn't here. Mm -hmm. And so the what's missing and what's confusing, those two kind of, for me, go hand in hand. Um, So how how do you guys kind of help people navigate through the what's confusing and what's missing? I, I think for me, I mean, back to the clarity piece, that's our call for clarity. God's a God of clarity. And Satan loves to keep things in a fog. Mm -hmm. The amount of times I wake up with just that kind of lowercase a anxiety, that low grade, like, man, why am I even anxious? And I don't even know. That's the reality. It could be this thing or that thing. And many times it's putting things on paper. Oh, clarity. And so what's confusing is to say, man, to talk that out with somebody else. And then to say, this thing could be an easy fix or this thing ain't a fix at all. Right. Sometimes it's like I needed to send those three emails. Cool. I got it out of my mind. The other time it's like this is not something to be wrestled to the ground. God's forming me and shaping me. I can't get out of covid. I can't fast forward to 2021 and just be in a coma the rest of the year and just wake up and go, oh, OK, we got through that. Right. Um, and so to to clarify the difference in those, because sometimes I'm trying to manhandle the year, but you can't do that. I'm also neglecting little things that could, you know, go to the next step. So sometimes what's missing 
maybe a next step from me, mm-hmm. maybe some authority that somebody on your team needs to give you. You're ready to take the next step. And so I'm surprised by how practical these two answers yeah. are. Sometimes I feel like what's confusing everything. You break it down to actually two areas and I can do something about one of the areas. So what we say is the response there, God, give me clarity, mm-hmm. give me clarity. And then the missing piece, I think a lot of those, Eric, are the longings of our hearts yep. that are just hard to put a finger on yeah. to say, maybe I long for friendship again. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm lonely because we've not been allowed to be around the people. Like just to be able to say that to somebody else is huge. Yeah go, oh, maybe I can re-engage in a friendship. Maybe what feels like it's missing right now is this group that I've had in the past I don't have now. Maybe I can begin looking to pull, you know, some males, females, leaders, friends, Bible study groups, whatever, around myself because that's why they need this next season. So I see that as kind of the difference. Karen, yeah. any, any other thoughts on this? Yeah, really similar to what you said. I do think that those are things that we don't, they're just this like fog that is kind of, it's, it's sort of heavy. Like it's, it's kind of like the smoke that we've seen mm-hmm. in some of the places with the yeah. fires. It's just like, mm-hmm. there's something weighing me down, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I do think putting voice to both of those is huge. And I think those are two questions that like aren't asked that often mm. of what is confusing and what's missing. And I think mm. I totally agree with you with the what's missing. I think it is that thing of what's the thing I'm longing for that I'm not currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be so practical of, Oh, Right. I am longing for that. Maybe mm-hmm. I should invite, you know, mm-hmm. some people into sure. this or whatever. Or it's something where it's like, yeah, I got to get on my knees. It's something mm-hmm. I'm longing for that mm-hmm. I I may not have any yeah. control over, but mm-hmm. going, okay, I'm going to pray for this. And mm-hmm. and that thing of inviting someone yeah. into that with you, you know, yeah. when, when clients can mm-hmm. be like, yeah, this is what I'm longing for. And I have no idea what I could do to change that. And then we get the privilege of praying with them, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, spiritual midwives in that, right? Like this miracle of maybe God birthing new vision a new idea, even a new prayer. When God births a new prayer from that, that's a, that's a spiritual moment, right? That feels ripe. And sometimes I'll say, have you ever said that out loud before? Mm -hmm. And the amount of times people have said something that to me is fresh tracks, right? You always want that first run down the ski slope where you're just gliding and I go, this is fresh tracks. Like this is a miracle. God is going to birth this later in you, but through this moment of clarity, Satan just loves to keep us in the fog. Right. And sometimes I think it's that clients haven't even voiced it to that. They haven't even yeah. admitted it or acknowledged it to mm-hmm. themselves. So not only have they right. not shared it with someone else, it's like, oh wow, I didn't realize that's what was confusing or that's what I mm. was missing. Yeah. You know? mm. All four of those questions kind of drive to the, the, the overarching question that we ask all the time, which is, what's your next right step? Mm-hmm. And, and whether you feel like you're in the midst of the fog, which is likely for almost everybody who is leading in some way because there's no certainty about what tomorrow holds or what six mm-hmm. months holds from now. Yeah. But you can take one step towards something. Yeah. Uh, you can take one right step forward. Yeah. And so... All of those four questions are really designed to help point towards that. It's not that you've got to go top that mountain now, Mm -hmm. but you've got to step one step closer to Mm -hmm. getting to the top of that mountain. And even on the right trail, you know. (laughs) Direction, right? There's a couple of differences that are important for paradigm shifts from destination to direction. Mm -hmm. We want to know exactly that point. Not sure but I know that we need to be moving in this. The lie is that if you don't know the final end point, where are we going to be after this year? We're going to be after this crisis. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But what is your next right step to get there? Direction 
over destination. The other one is clarity over certainty. Mm-hmm. We're looking for certainty. Can we find certainty in any area of our lives? <laughs> right? If you found it, be careful because you, right. that is an illusion. <laughs> so I think that's a paradigm shift that's really helpful to say, yes, you can find clarity even if you don't have certainty. You can find direction, which is why, again, I hope people are so tired of it that it becomes a habit in their life. What's your next right step? You may have two or three of them. Some days you just may have one, but I'm telling you, that's how we get unstuck yeah. is by actually taking our next right step versus I'm not going to do anything, God. I'm just going to sit here until you rescue me from that. I don't see that in scripture. I see a disciple as somebody that goes, it's it's where people of action. If we want to climb a mountain, you ain't going to get there by just sitting there. There's no escalator up this stuff. So that's what gets me excited is, oh, yes, and let's talk about it next time. So all these five questions, guys, again, you can rip them off from us. Other people have used them before. We just have put them in this order and clarified them. They also sit in our right set up journal every single Thursday. It's a re-clarifying day. You're, you're starting to get tired. You go, maybe I haven't accomplished anything this week. And it sits there in that moment to go, you're almost there in the weekend. And so um, we hope that you can take those five questions with you. We have other tools, but I think that's probably our most simple and practical tool. That's really the guts and the structure of what we do. And I just want to encourage you that maybe, just maybe your next right step is to pursue coaching. Maybe somebody on your team says, I don't know what to do and you feel like you can't help them. Well, maybe we can help. Mm-hmm. And what's your next right step toward coaching? Well, we do something called a breakthrough session and we want to start with a breakthrough in your life. And so to get time with our coaches, now we have a diverse team of coaches uh, and I understand that you're saying, wait, racially, it doesn't look like you have a diverse team. We are growing in racial diversity. We always have males and females on our team. We have a coaching team and a coaching network throughout the country who coach via Zoom. Everyone on our team is a practitioner. We're fighting through the same leadership battles and coaching through the same leadership battles. In fact, I have a coach as well, um, and I am a coach. And so to be poured into and pour in through others, maybe you have a desire to be a coach down the line. And maybe next time we open up our coaching network, you say, that may be my next right step, is actually to say, maybe I can throw my name in the hat to to be a Stay Forth Network coach. Uh, And so we just have an incredible group of people across the country actually getting our tools translated into Spanish. And we have uh, someone who speaks both English and Spanish, uh, perfect English, perfect Spanish, and she is a coach for us as well. So we want to continue to be able to expand this so we can coach not just more people, but different types of people. And don't believe the lie that you can't make any progress. You're permanently stuck. You're in a fog. There are next steps that you can take. And so if you're interested in coaching, you'll see the link below, but you can also just head on over to stayforth.com, click on that coaching tab. You can see the different types of coaching that we have, coaching people through sabbatical, coaching people specifically in the area of ministry, specifically in leadership that you say, here are the typical struggles that we face as leaders. Probably 90% of them are the same, depending on, you know, where, where you're at. They're not industry specific, but guys, we want to serve. Please hear that. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to sell. We're trying to serve. And so many times people come to us and feel pretty desperate. I want to start this process. I don't know what's next. And it is a great honor for us Mm -hmm. to walk alongside. And the last piece is just in the breakthrough session, you'll see there's either chemistry or there's not. And we're okay with that. You may have more chemistry with Karen or with Eric or with some of our network coaches than with me. That's totally fine. We all specialize a little bit differently, but we would encourage you guys, if this is kind of striking a chord in you, mm-hmm. if you feel overwhelmed right now, now is the time. Overwhelm is pre-burnout. So don't yes. wait until you are burned out and saying, oh man, 
we would recommend right now, if you're feeling this, at least get a breakthrough session because mm-hmm. if you haven't experienced the beauty of coaching, you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. So I would encourage you guys for that. Again, our team, we care for you. We love you guys. We pray for you. We're burdened um, for a lot of leadership burdens that you are taking on. So, so grateful for our team. We have an incredible central team across the country. We also have an incredible coaching network when it continue to expand. So head on over to stayforth.com backslash coaching and look around. But we want to encourage you. You can apply those five questions, but especially you can take your next right step. Mm-hmm. After the summit, after any of our podcasts, any of our content, we're not just flinging this your way. We're overwhelmed with information. We're hungry for encounters, but I believe we need to take our next right step. So don't leave this session. Don't leave hearing this, seeing this, taking in your next bit of content before you ask, what's my next right step? Go ahead and take that. Mm